Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you did the thing that you did before and thought it would work different this time, what the hell were you... Wait, we've done this one before, right? Hi, I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, December 4th, 2015, Ain't That a Shame edition of the show, where we talk about why God wants us to keep killing each other. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by the Unicorn Preservation Society. UPS is dedicated to advocacy and preservation of unicorns and other mythical beasts. Tireless efforts for unicorn habitats, virgin selection and retention, we are keeping the proud and noble unicorn part of our unique American culture. The UPS urges you to think about the unicorn this holiday and donate your time and virginity to keeping this noble beast alive and in the world for everyone to enjoy. If you would like to sponsor the show, you're just the sort of person the Unicorn Preservation Society is looking for. Lately, there's been this thing of like the tragedy of the week or the tragedy of the month, you know, that we kind of talk about in hushed tones. Like, it's usually like we refer to it as the recent events, you know, in light of the recent events. Everyone, please bow your heads. Thoughts and prayers. Hearts go out. Play ball. (laughs) You know, it's just turned into, it's like a marketing of like grief, you know? Everyone, please, thoughts and prayers, hearts go out. Who are you wearing? <laughs> oh, thank you very much, first of all. Heart goes out, family and friends. Vera Wang. <laughs> well, here we are again. Seems like it was just last week we were talking about the same fucking thing. Oh, wait, there it is. That's because we were. Of course, we all know that in San Bernardino, two Second Amendment supporters strolled into a holiday party full of county employees and shot the shit out of it. From what we currently know, the male shooter left the party, went home, picked up his wife, and the kind of weapons and ammunitions one would normally associate with a raid on LV-426. What the hell are we supposed to use, man? Harsh language? I'd like to keep this handy for close encounters. I heard that. They dropped off their six-month-old child and returned to the party to start murdering people. Now, the sheer fucked-up attitudinous of this story is the winner of the coveted What the Fuck Award for the most bizarre mass shooting of the year. The competition was incredible, but then it always is. And there is so much we don't know about the story, and as usual, the media is handling the facts with the same sort of reservation and caution as a Black Friday crowd fighting over that last flat screen in Walmart. Is this an angry workplace shooting, a 
deranged, angry lunatic shooting, or since both the shooters were, of course, God, how they had to be, I mean, they were Muslim, is this terrorism? Dude, of course it's fucking terrorism. Do you think people walking into a party and blowing the fuck out of people during Secret Santa is happy, happy hug time? I mean, I guess the question that ought to be, that we ought to be asking, and it's starting to look more and more like that, is this some sort of ISIS terrorism? And of course, the FBI told us this afternoon that uh, the woman shooter in this had proclaimed her loyalty to ISIS on Facebook. Not not on her actual Facebook account, but on some account that's related to hers. You, you, know, you know, just because you proclaim your loyalty to ISIS doesn't actually make you ISIS. If I proclaimed my loyalty to the king of fucking Norway on Facebook, that doesn't make me Norwegian. It might say I want to be Norwegian, or I'm just really a big fan of the king of Norway, but it doesn't make me Norwegian. And saying something on Facebook doesn't make you ISIS, so everybody settle down. Oh, and by the way, all hail King Harold V. Gotta keep that Norway demographic going for the show. It's all we've got. And the media is jizzing all over themselves like a startled porn actor at the chance for ratings and page views with stories on the shootings and its effects on the American culture. Even the gray lady dropped a turd about Americans live in fear of being shot in a mass shooting. But the winner for the most egregious douchebag headline goes to the envelope, please. The New York Post for their Muslim Killers front page splash. This is the 3,000th time the New York Post has won this award. On the other hand, the other daily fish wrapper from my fair city actually dropped a front page splash that just captured how fucking incredibly frustrating the reactions to another mass shooting truly is when it noted that for some reason god is not putting a lot of time fixing our little problem and there was this distinct and immediate outpouring of thoughts and prayers that passes for genuine fucking concern on social media where politicians particularly and especially republican politicians make mouth moves and noises come from their head holes which are supposed to be assuring sounds without actually saying any meaningful words it's like mixing charlie brown's teacher with a dog whistle but with just a lot more jesus <laughs> Not that it's purely Republicans that issue these blanket thinking and praying whenever something terrible happens. We all do it. It doesn't matter what the problem is. We think about you or, or pray for you or for the praying sort. And if we aren't, we, we just think about you. Like if you're, we're told, dude, my dog is at the vet for another asshole transplant. Oh, shit, dude, that sucks. Hey, I'll keep you in my thoughts. Yeah, that's, that's what we say. Thoughts and prayers. It's the least we can do. No, literally. It's the least we can do. Oh, dude, my dog's asshole transplant went terribly wrong. They're worrying he may reject the asshole. Wow. I'm so sorry. You know what? I'm going to think about you. And done. All right, okay. You take it easy, dude. I'm going to go finish binge-watching Netflix. Uh, I'm watching Friends. I mean, I've already seen it, but I just love Ross and Rachel that much. You know, I really think that they actually were on a break, but hey, good luck with your dog's asshole transplant. 
And if thinking is a useless activity, for my money, your prayers are just a fucking insult to everyone involved. Wait, wait, wait. Put your pitchforks down and give me a second. You can always burn the heretic after I'm finished insulting you. When a horrible thing happens, you start praying after it happens. What exactly do you expect to come from that? Do you expect that, like, God will look back and say, Did I do that? And then hit rewind on the celestial tape? Fuck, no! I mean, if God is omniscient and omnipotent, he presumably meant to send those two nutjobs with high-powered weapons and explosives into that Christmas party. Did you ever think of that? Just maybe God wanted those people dead and or wounded, so your prayers are actually pissing him off. Maybe that's why God keeps sending people out to shoot up shit because your prayers are just annoying the hell out of him when he's trying to get something done. You know how it is like when you're trying to get something really important done, like slowly turning up the temperature on an entire fucking planet so you can melt the ice caps, raise the sea level, and maybe wipe out, wipe out a significant fraction of the human population? What's the use of being God if every rundown schmuck with a $2 prayer book can come along and fuck up your plan? I've never been able to quite figure out how the faithful negotiate that little mental minefield when an all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving God is just fine with one of his children walking into a school and killing a bunch of our children with high-velocity metal slugs fired from a device designed only to kill other human beings quickly and effectively. But hey, if you're going to pray for dead children, maybe that you can pray for God will give those dead children an Xbox in heaven. So it's possible that your prayers are even more useless than just thinking about the problem. But of course, when politicians say they're praying for the victims of crimes like this, chances are they probably aren't so much praying for the victims as praying to God and thanking him for another safety check on their elected office. After all, did not the human yeast infection that is the Republican frontrunner actually tweet that the shooting would give him a bump in his poll numbers? And while the orange skid mark in our national tidy whities is a heinous excuse for a human being, He's refreshingly honest about every single politician on both sides because they all had that moment where they thought, Jesus, this is going to be so great for my campaign. And the fetid miasma of fecal fragrance that is Donald Trump was only just voicing what they were universally thinking. Igor Volsky, a commie name if ever there was one, over at Think Progress, a well-known red publication, actually went off on the litany of praying Pauls the day of the shooting, detailing in a tweet storm, and fuck, I hope I never use that phrase again, how much money each praying penitent politico received from the NRA and other gun-related interests. I would like to think you would want to send up a little thankful orison for that, Ben Carson, a well-known lunatic and the Bible believer who leads the pack with just shy of 40 $40,000 donated to his campaign so far. I can only assume they told him to get yourself something nice. Love, Nana. Senator Chris Murphy, a Democrat from Connecticut, a guy who might know a little about horrific acts of gun violence, pretty much laid down the smack on all the thinkers and prayers out there when he said your thoughts should be about how to fix this carnage and your prayers should be for forgiveness if you do nothing again. 
The conservative media's reaction to a few people like me pointing out things like I am pointing out right now labeled what we are doing as prayer shaming, which is it's just wrong. No one is prayer shaming. Most of the people who brought the issue up aren't saying people shouldn't pray. What they're saying is that people should pray and then do something about the problem. If all you're doing is praying about the problem and the problem is not going away, which it isn't, then the prayers should probably be followed up by some sort of action. That isn't prayer shaming. That's sinner shaming because God helps those who help themselves. And right now, you're not. You're praying, but you're not passing some fucking gun laws, and God's not helping. See, we're not shaming you. Me, personally, I'm prayer mocking. Because you could ask Ronald fucking McDonald to help you solve your gun control problem and achieve the same result as you asking God. See, that is mocking not shaming. If I wanted to shame you, then I would point out that while you were busy praying for divine guidance after Colorado Springs, 14 people were murdered and 17 more were wounded by someone with a legally purchased gun. It's a shame that you were so busy praying while people are dying instead of doing something. See, that is me shaming you. I could go on to point out that the very day of the San Bernardino shooting, doctors were delivering a petition signed by 2,000 other doctors and testifying before Congress to beg permission for the CDC and the National Institutes of Health to study the effects of guns and gun violence as a public health issue. And you might not know it, but in the 1990s, a Republican Congress banned the use of federal funds to study anything related to guns and gun violence, and I why, and I'm quoting John Boehner here, who said this just before he left office, guns don't kill people, people kill people, and a gun is not a disease. Oddly enough, cars, which, strangely enough, do kill people, and they kill almost as many each year, if not more, than guns do, are studied by the CDCs and the, the CDC and the NIH, but and it's perfectly normal. But they're not a disease. You see that, dear listeners. And that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And we're throwing away perfectly good white boys, white girls, black girls, boy, Latino boys. We're throwing away perfectly good human beings because no one will study it and come up with some actual evidence to prove what we already know so that the Republicans can then deny it. Because they prayed on the issue and God told them that science was wrong. You see, that is me prayer shaming you. Now, I know my mean-spirited mocking of your faith is not helping us come to grips with the problem of gun violence in America. In many ways, it's actually hurting the efforts to find common ground between the two sides of a very contentious issue. But it occurred to me, while I was doing the least I could do, you know, thinking about the people who are dead and wounded, that we aren't doing anything to find this common ground. We're thinking on it. We're praying on it. So we're not doing anything. So if my mean-spirited jibes insult the right... How much fucking damage can I possibly be doing? Each time another one of these fucking shooting happens, pundits pin their essays, podcasters record impassioned pleas for sanity, politicians maneuver for positions, and people pray and they think their thoughts 
and nothing, I mean literally nothing, happens. Well, you know what? No, I'm not being fair. Some things do happen. They're the funerals for the dead. Those are something. What about the recovery for the wounded and the time they need in therapy so they're in rehab so the the long and slow agonizing return to physical normalcy? I'm pretty sure they don't think that's nothing. Oh, and you know what? A lot of victims need counseling to deal with their post-traumatic stress disorder because they constantly relive the moment some fuck dick with a gun designed to take on the Red Army outside Smolensk walked into their holiday party and killed everyone in the room. They probably don't think that's nothing. The investigators piecing together the aforementioned fuck dick's life and how he got the gun and why he killed everyone probably thinks that that's something. The trials that happen, the jails get a little little fuller. That's not nothing, I suppose. So yeah, something happens. It's just nothing that fixes the problem. We slap band-aids on scabs that bleed a week later when the next shooting happens. And that is something that certainly will happen that again, we'll do nothing about. But hey, we'll continue to do we'll continue to think and pray. We'll think about doing something, but our thoughts are so easily distracted. After all, Christmas is coming and we need to get mom something nice this year. Some of us will pray, but God, if there is one, is busy winding clocks that keep the universe ticking to even hear your prayers, and that's me being incredibly generous to the idea of a divinity because I don't think there is one. Because the other answer to this absence of compassion is the replies to those prayers as either he's evil and he just doesn't care or hey maybe just maybe angry muslims pray better than you do who knows either way i think you should save your prayers for sunday afternoon where they might conceivably get some results when there's a fourth down and long late in the game because there hey At least something important is on the line. That is it for our show this week. We would like to thank the band Hypnostake for their music in the openers, just like we always do, and remind you you can find their music at jamindo.com. We also want to shout out to Ted Alejandro, who provided the lead and drop about thoughts and prayers. He's, He's like the dude's rug. He really just tied the show together. You, my dear listener, are also thanked because you found a stranger in the Alps and decided to listen to his podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, where you should subscribe, rate, and review, by the way. Or you can just be like Donnie and get in way over your head following the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast, the show name on Facebook, and all of the episodes are at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, and all the fictional nihilist on the show, we want to say you made us cry when common sense said goodbye. That is a shame, and our tears fall down like rain. Yes, we give you shame because you're the one to blame. I don't even know if that actually fit with the tempo of the song, but I needed the song, so there it is. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.
Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.